Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kid Stays in the Podcast. I'm Trey Cooper and joining me today is... Snuff Cooper. Snuff Cooper? It's the best I could do, man. What does it mean? Like a snuff film. What What does that have to do with what we're talking about today? Well, like... You just wanted to bring up something random and gross? It comes. <laughs> it, it plays into the other movie, right? <sighs> joining me today is Solomon Cooper and today we will be discussing our take on Ty West's new movie... Pearl. So this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of an odd one in the sense that we never reviewed X. And on full disclosure, because you know we are always honest with our listeners here on Kids Days, uh, we did not watch X. X. So Solomon is correct. X is designed to be kind of like a gritty, uh, I would say, seventies, eighty, early eighties throwback movie with a little bit of snuff film elements to it. Um, but Pearl is decidedly not, so... Well, I mean, there's some, like, references, if you will. There's no references to snuff films in this movie. Well, the snuff films had to have started somewhere. But they didn't start in this movie, so I don't understand what your point is. Dad, let's just get to the movie, and then once maybe once we get to the part, then I can... Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, uh, the movie X, also directed by Ty West, is a horror film that is about a group of kids who, not actual children, you know, college kids, who set out to go make a low-budget pornographic movie, and they are staying with some what seem like incredibly conservative older people who they lie about what they're doing and what they're shooting, and they kind of find out, and then they end up slowly kind of like killing the, you know, the group off one by one. The older woman specifically. So this movie is the origin story, I guess, of the extraordinary. Yeah, the extraordinary origin of the of the older woman who murders all these kids. Uh, starts in nineteen eighteen. Yeah. So, look, we're going to do as deep a dive, I think, as as we can for a movie like this. But um, before we get started, we're going to, and we need, you know what we need to do? We need to get some some theme music for whenever we throw it to Solomon for one of his patented synopses. That would be a great idea. Yeah, it's some fun background music. But we don't have that, so for right now, it's just going to be the 
the dulcet tones of Solomon's voice as he warbles his way through. <laughs> warbles. Trying to do a plot synopsis, synopsis of the movie Pearl. Okay. So I think I could honestly, I think I could honestly nail this. Go ahead. Like aces. It's going to be so easy. Dead air. You're right. I'm sorry. You know, dead air. It's a very scary thing. Basically, there was a lady named Pearl. She lives on a farm. Okay. In 1918. Sure, sure. Um, we learn about her family. I said a synopsis. Okay. Um, and basically, we're just watching this kind of off-putting, kind of crazy girl live through her life. And all she wants to be is a dancer. And she's a farmer. And her mom doesn't like her. That's the synopsis that you would give. Of the whole movie? Your grandmother would now go see that movie being like, I love me some uh, 1918 <laughs> farming movies. But she's a crazy off-putting psycho is what I said. Mm, I did you say psycho? I don't think I said psycho. So She's crazy though. Yeah, and if you know it's an origin story going is, in. What is the synopsis supposed to be? It's supposed to be a like one to two, three sentence. I mean, that's not the technical definition is, is the length, but a very short description that gives you an idea of what the plot is. So a plot is just like what the movie's about, right? And that's like a whole long thing. And a synopsis, like it's, the synopsis of Solomon as a person. Don't be, be, you're going to be so rude. 15 years ago, uh, Solomon was born. He did nothing with his life. He made some bad grades, and he never, made some bad choices, oh my and now we're here on the Doing a Podcast. <laughs> he made some bad grades. <laughs> he made some bad choices. No one would ever write that in my synopsis. <laughs> it's funny for me, though, because I'm writing it. You asked me what a synopsis was. Anyway, so uh, Pearl Pearl is the kind of origin story of a, of a killer from Ty West Universe, this this new little universe he's created. Apparently they're doing another one, by the way. Really? Yeah. What's it going to be about? I have no idea. Probably okay. Pearl. Again? Like the middle part. I mean, we have a lot of ground to cover, right? From the time she's like 18 to the time she's from 70 19, or whatever. From 1918 to the 70s. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think the m- most important thing to talk about this movie is it's aesthetic it's style yeah it's it. so when this movie opens it opens with a quick bit of uh black and white and then the bar uh, the barn doors open like literal barn doors right the camera's pushing in on some barn doors the credits are coming up the credits are in a very 1950s um dune yeah well sh- Nobody, I love Saints Vigadoon. Yeah, so I'm just saying, referencing some show that got canceled that nobody's ever seen. Uh, though. What's the other show? What's the Wizard sh- of Oz? Like it's Brigadoon. Brigadoon is a play. Brigadoon. Oh God, I don't even know how I got this guy in, in my podcast. Okay, well sh- we, we've reviewed Vigadoon, so they know what it is. They don't. Nobody remembers that. Okay. Well, I anyway, so the credits and everything is a very like I, I want to say it's a 1950s style. I could be getting a little bit wrong. But it's a kind of 1950s style, so it's it's already a little bit off-putting because the movie takes place in 1918. But the way the credits are, it feels like you're about to watch this big Technicolor musical. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so the barn, it's in black and white at the beginning, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I didn't feel like it was in black and white. It could have just been because it's dark. I think it was just, yeah, I think it was just dark. 
But it still reminded me so much of Wizard of Oz because, you know, when Dorothy goes to Oz and the movie switches, does switch from black and white and that to Technicolor and it widens out and it's just gorgeous. You know what I mean? Greens and uh, yellows and yellows and reds. Oh, my gosh. Just primary colors, essentially. And in this movie, the same thing happens. The barn doors opens. The music is going. It is... Um, it, the music feels like you're watching a musical, like an old fifties musical. And uh, yeah, the barn doors open and you see like these gorgeous green sky, the green grassy heels, heels, hills going on forever. Like sound of music, you know, you really feel like you're watching one of the, the early days of, of color film when they were really just trying to saturate it and make it pop. Now modern movies do all, all these things to kind of maybe mute something like a Zack Snyder movie. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like under, um, I almost said underexposed, yeah, that's um, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's uh, and this is just going for the old school. We are so proud of the fact that we have color. Now we're going to saturate every bit of color. It's going to all be in focus, you know? Yeah. And it does not have the, in any way, the tone of a movie that's going to be about a, the origin of a murderer. Nope. But we know that, um, which is sad. It's uh, very sad. Yeah, so the the opening is so Mia Goth plays Pearl in a in a quite compelling performance. Yeah, and we'll get into some things that I don't think work. The things that I don't think work actually though don't have anything to do with her performance so much as like the character is written. Um, but we open with her kind of dancing around and singing to her her farm animals like a Disney princess. Yep, and then a goose comes in and she's like. Hello, Mr. Goosey Poo. How did you get in here? And then she murders the goose with a pitchfork and feeds it to an alligator. And that's within like the literally the first like 20 minutes. Yes. Of the movie. Yeah. And um, the movie, I think, really struggles to maintain. And I, we didn't talk about this last night when we watched it, but it struggles to maintain that tone that it sets at the very beginning that when I, in hindsight works perfectly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The almost, you almost want to chuckle and cringe in horror at the weird way the music is going. And it's this like 1950s music. And it's like, feels like you're watching a musical and she's dancing around and talking to the animals and like calling the cow, Mr. Big Brown eyes or whatever. And then all of a sudden, murdering this adorable goose for no reason. The goose didn't do a single thing. It literally thing. just walked in on her. Yeah. Singing. And, and she's like, she's like, hello, Mr. Mister Goose. How'd you get in here? Stab. Yeah. And that, that kind of comic, horrific tone is, I feel like, what the movie wanted to be. And I don't know. I, I, I've been kind of rambling. So You're talking what, about so much about Technicolor. I'm sorry that you don't know anything about it, but what what did you think? Like, do you agree that that that, that tone felt felt kind of encapsulates what the movie poster indicates that the movie's gonna yeah, be? Yeah, the poster looks very like it look because the poster is like her smiling and, and doing like a whisper, like like a shh. Yeah. This is our little secret. Yeah, and she has like an axe. axe. Yeah. yeah, and I said to my dad, she looked. She reminded me a lot of olive oil, like very old. Sorry, I thought I heard tapping. I think I'm going crazy. It's just a raven rapping on your chamber doors. Um, 
I've completely lost my train of thought. Um, you said oh, you yeah. don't think olive oil. I don't really know what it has to do with, the, I know, with what you're saying. I but. know, but because it's like all this, like, it just seems like very joyful old timiness. You know, everything feels so, um, what's the word? It's like, what is the word? I don't know. I have no idea what word you're looking, like, looking for. Like, I cannot think. It's it's such a simple word. Like, um, Do you want to give us some clues? Like, you just want us to like guess Like, delicate. Words? Like, it's not delicate. But, like, I keep wanting to say virgin. What is the, like, not a virgin, but, like. Innocent? Innocent. I don't know why. I could not find that word um but you know that innocent old timiness you know sure and um her like just like her joy in murdering a goose was just so weird and i think you're right i think it does like i feel like that's what they wanted it to be and it ended up being a lot more serious and dark yeah grim I, i have a hard time saying it's what they wanted it to be uh but movies oh, yeah movies do morph you know there's a the old cliche is there's like three movies, right? There's the one in your head, the one you write, and the one that gets made. Or maybe it's the one that you write, the one that gets made, and the one that comes out of the edit. But whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. The the movie's never the same thing that you fully envisioned it necessarily from the beginning. Ty West is kind of a guy who's like at the top of his game. He knows what he's doing. Every one of his movies has been a kind of pastiche of another of a different like period in film history. You know, I think he did. Um, oh, well now I'm, now you've cursed me with not being able to remember, but um, I think it was his first or second movie was, was kind of like a Rosemary's baby thing, which is definitely like seventies uh, kind of style horror. Then I think his second movie is the innkeepers, which was, I, I think that's, the one that I would say is the most just purely original as far as not, not it's plot or anything, but it's a fun, funny haunted hotel kind of movie. You know what I mean? Fun. Yeah, it is. I think you'd really like it, but usually his movies have been kind of throwbacks. Like he's like, Oh, I want to recreate this genre and he does it perfectly. Yeah. And he does the style of it. He does the way it looks, the way the credits look, the, you know, fonts, film grain, everything perfectly while also retaining the tone this movie is insanely ambitious in that it's recreating the style and tone. And I, I, I'm going to apologize, and somebody's going to call me out on this and say it's not 1950s, it's 1940s or you know whatever yeah. 1930s. But either way, regardless of what time period it's actually supposed to be from, um, I'm going to keep saying like 50s. But uh, he's using the aesthetic of like a 1950s Technicolor musical, but the movie's set in 1918. And the movies that she's watching inside of the movie are old silent films from, you know, 1918. Yeah. And the premise is in no way related to anything that would be have been getting made in either one of those time periods for horror. Yeah. So it's a very bizarre choice. Not a bad choice. It's a, it's a choice. And I'm happy that he made it. It makes for a really odd, off-putting movie. Um, but... Did it work for me? I, I don't think it did. I don't feel like I really thought about it in that way. What do you mean? You know, I wasn't like thinking like, oh, this is because I'm not old enough 
to like have seen all those old people movies. I wasn't born in the 1950s or the 1930s or 1918. I thought you were born in 1918. All it takes is a little bit of study. Aren't you, aren't you 120 years old? No, I'm 27. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. That's on me. Um, yeah, I feel like I wasn't really thinking like, oh, this is weird. This 1950s thing having this whole 1950s look having nothing to do with anything in the movie. I loved it. I'm, like you loved the, the the way it looked and sounded. Yeah, yeah. And I know you probably liked it a lot too. But yeah, yeah. I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I said, did it work? Yeah, I know. So that's what I'm asking you. I, I, I felt like it did. All right. Well, um, I felt like it worked. Look, we need to dive into this a little bit deeper. Uh, but right now, we need to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors, and we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> okay. I said all the time. Catch you on the flippity flop. 911, what's your emergency? Do you hear that? It's coming from the house. It's coming from inside the house? Uh, do you mean, could it be? The Poltergeist House. New from Rogue Media, two haunted hotties talking about haunted places. Every episode, we dive deep into the darkest places and give you a bit of history. We're getting spooky in all the right places. You've gobbled your last ghoul. Follow along for the craziest and spookiest stories with Debbie's Dark Tourism. The Stanley Hotel, Winchester House, The Alamo, Hotel Monte Vista, and more spooky places. Find us at the underscore poltergals. P-O-L-T-E-R-G-A-L-S. Look over your shoulder. It's us, the Poltergals. Wherever you consume the podcast, you can find us there. Welcome to One Star Rewind, a new podcast about those dreaded one-star reviews that every business owner hates to receive, but yet every customer loves to read. During this podcast, we will peel back that one-star review to better understand how it happened, when it happened, and what the business owner is doing after receiving that one-star review. This podcast will be about love, hate, and laughter. On One Star Rewind, we will meet with real business owners will tell their stories and how they do rely on reviews for their business. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or download us at roguemedianetwork.com. Please subscribe, but only rate and review for not a one-star review. Join us each time for a new review and a new story. fantastic new podcast to tell you about bros foes and heroes it's the two of us looking into the world of comics breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of 
and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the Kids Days in the Podcast and our discussion of Pearl. Yeah, sorry, we should have disclosed at the beginning. Solomon's having some allergy issues, so if the whole show sounds kind of flimmy or is making you want to gag, that's the reason why. Anyway, uh, we're going to be discussing Pearl. I just oh, said that. No, I was going to say, I was throwing it to you. as like, we're going to be discussing Pearl or we are discussing Pearl. I can't remember which one you said. Felt like you said it like like we I hadn't done the whole beginning I, of this show. I said and our discussion of Pearl. All right, good job. I failed there because uh, not practicing my active listening skills. Mm-hmm. So, Aren't you an improv? Isn't that your one job? Active listening? Yeah, it is. Is it your one job knowing how to blow your nose? Okay, look, I did. <laughs> anyway, so we were we were going into the the tone of this movie and the style of this movie and the way it's shot. There, whenever. If you haven't watched the movie already, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you have, but um, if you haven't, you're going to know why we're talking about this, right? It's kind of the pivotal thing of the movie. Mm-hmm. It is, what if you put a very dark, grimy, modern horror, not not old-timey slasher horror, nope. not a f- 80s, Friday the 13th style you know, That's- horror movie. We're talking about like a, a modern... Brutal, brutal horror character, and you put them into the middle of a movie that, for all intents and purposes, 
is the Wizard of Oz. You know what I mean? Just without the fantasy elements. Just the way it looks and the way it sounds. The way it feels. So you, whenever we, before we took the break, you said that you thought that, that it worked. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask you, I'm going to have to ask you to defend that position. What worked about it for you? I just felt like, I feel like, like, are you just talking about for the whole movie? I'm asking you to defend your position. You can do it however you want. Well, I feel like that's a really interesting, like, it's really hard to breathe without my nose. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should learn to blow your nose sometimes. I did blow my nose. When? Yesterday? Today, when I went to the bathroom. I wasn't going to the bathroom. This is not the Kid Blows His Nose podcast. Well, so. that, well you keep bringing it up. Well, you keep bringing it up every time you talk. Okay. So, I'm just going to take a deep breath. That way I have enough air to talk. Just don't talk through your mouth. Talk through your diaphragm. So. Don't talk to your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it makes for... Is the word juxtaposition? I feel like it mm-hmm. is. I feel like it makes for a very interesting juxtaposition of like, I just, of like, of elements, you know? I think it's really fun to have that really bright and gorgeous movie, Technicolor. God, I hate it so much. Um, so weird. Because you kept saying Technicolor, Technicolor. Like, it sounds like some, it's a, it sounds like if you use it so much, it sounds like a crutch word. I don't know why. Then mm-hmm. you're just an imbecile. But you said it like a hundred times last night. Because I was trying to emphasize to you that that's when the, when movies first were in color, that's what you would always see is people, this, you know what I mean, talking about it. Yes, I understand. And this movie was basically trying to scream loudly, look, we're in color, we're in color. Yes, I agree. So you're right. I know, but I just didn't like you using the word. Technicolor is already annoying of a word. So, yeah, um, everything is so bright and like happy. And then you, but you know, deep within your soul that it's bad. You know, everything going on is bad. And it is, I feel like it makes for really fun discomfort. The only thing that didn't work, I wouldn't say, is the color and whatnot. It's that just the style of horror wasn't something that I like. But but, what, but you don't think it didn't work because the two styles were clashing? Yes. I feel like if it, I feel like if it would have been like maybe... I don't want like necessarily like a slasher movie, but something just a bit more, just not as, not this weird modern horror that we get like all the time. With, I, like, I feel like what you're describing is something not working. Yeah, but it's not the color's fault. Whenever I say that it didn't work, I'm not saying I wish that he hadn't shot the movie the way he did or done the music the way he did or the fonts and the credits and the little, you know, the way that the camera, uh, when it would do its like, it was almost like Star Wars-y, the kind of like weird like kind of wipes it would do. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I wish it hadn't done any of those things. I'm saying I wish that they would have found a way to marry that style and that tone with the actual movie that we were watching. Okay. So, so I'm just saying, it sounds like you're saying, I mean, you're saying, you're just saying you didn't like it. Are you just trying to say... That's just my personal thing, but I think it all worked. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. that's So that's the difference that I think what we were saying. Yes. Because initially I thought maybe that was the case for me too, but now I've come full circle into thinking that I'm just correct and it actually just didn't work. I just think it didn't work for me. I feel like, I feel like, because it got amazing reviews, didn't it? Did it not? It got good reviews, yeah. So. But we're doing our own review. We don't I'm, care what those other people I'm say. I'm just saying, I, it didn't, like, I feel like, Everything about it should have been perfect for me. I just felt so horrible. 
Yeah, so let's clue the audience in on this, especially if they haven't seen it. And if you have, maybe get into some of the meat of why. So the times when she kills people in this movie are all very brutal. Um, Mm -hmm. You generally like the characters, even the German mom who says some pretty horrible things. But once you see what a horrible daughter she actually has, it definitely didn't feel like necessarily her mom made her that way. It seemed like... Her mom, she, her mom just obs- watches. been watching her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, her dad's like handicapped. She smothers him with a pillowcase. She almost feeds him to an alligator and gets stopped by her mom. Yep. Lucky, lucky him. Uh, yeah. And the thing about it that's really cruel is, and I don't know if the movie was trying to point this out to us, but they show her... Uh, doing like one of her chores to go get her dad's medicine, which is morphine, like a big old bottle of morphine. Yeah. So if we were supposed to empathize with the fact that she cared about her dad, which they kind of, she says that, you know what I mean? A lot. To him while she's about, every time she's about to murder him. But it's never in a nice way. Feeding somebody alive to an alligator is not a nice way to kill them. Why would she not just give him too much morphine? And then feed him to the alligator. You know what I mean? So there's there's there was never anything for me to grab onto with her as a person, as far as like feeling empathy for her, because she seemed like a fundamentally broken psychopath. You know, it's like trying to get me to latch onto Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Um, and so she she smothers her dad with a pillowcase. She stabs this really nice guy, with a pitchfork with a twice. pitchfork for no reason, for 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 actually no reason at all. Yeah, just because she felt like something, she was he was being rude. Yeah, she felt like he was being rude to her, so she stabs him multiple times with a pitchfork and then feeds him to an alligator. Yeah. She burns her mom alive and then pours boiling water all over okay, her. Okay, so that was an accident. I think we should make that clear. You're right, it is. But it wasn't an accident when she just threw her burned, up pers- a burned self into the basement and just let her sit down there and rot until she died. That's true. Um. So anyway, these are very brutal things and there's not going to be a very clear way that I'm going to describe it. I'm going to, I'm going to give it the old college try. I can understand what Ty West was going for as far as juxtaposing modern style horror with the fifties, thirties, 18. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, whatever period of like move. I think that what he was really going for was not necessarily a specific time period. It was just the idea of movies in the day, you know what I mean? Yeah. As it's pure As and pictures. innocent, beautiful thing. Yeah, the pictures, the the picture shows. I think that's kind of what he was really going for. And so to juxtapose that with real life and what's happening, as an idea, it's good. It sounds amazing. I just don't think he was able to tie it together enough. And I, I mentioned this to you when we were discussing it before, but if they would have been able to switch it to where we were, we would see some of these murders and whatever through her point of view... You know what I mean? And it was kind of like, you know, the little animated birds that you have in Mary Poppins and the music swelling while she's axing somebody to death horribly. And then it would cut very abruptly to us just seeing what's happening with like no music or whatever. Yeah. I think something like that. Or just like feeding to to the alligator. Yeah. I think something like that would have really worked to tie the things together. But I never, I just don't ever felt like he made a compelling case that that was the right way to tell the story because I just didn't feel like the style of the movie lined up with the story of the movie. I don't know. Does that make sense to you? 
I mean, everything else you said that made sense. But what? Okay, so and then you said it, the style of the movie didn't match up the story of the movie. Elaborate. That's it, that. Uh, that's just. So why does that not make sense to you? I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't make sense in my head. Maybe I'm. I think I'm just stupid. I'll beat you with this microphone. I think if I'm you just don't finish I, what you're saying. You're not stupid. No, I think I am because I did. I think. I think you just said it, and I just got like confused for no reason. Well, I'm just saying. Well, then why you? How, how can you disagree with something and not have any reason on why you disagree? I didn't disagree. I just said I was confused. Okay. Like I just actively didn't understand. We're gonna move past this, lest. Uh, I have an aneurysm. <laughs> an aneurysm. No, like, if you're going to do that, what's the difference? To spend all this time and effort in doing it. What's the difference in just making a Looney Tunes cartoon? Use all the style of whatever a Looney Tunes cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Animated the same way, everything. Have Bugs Bunny there. <laughs> okay. But now when he hits somebody over the head with a mallet, their brain explodes, and their mom is, like, weeping and weeping and sobbing over them. That's just... That's just contrast that just sounds... for contrast sake. There's no, yeah. you're not compellingly tying the themes together. Why are you using the style? That is a question I feel like he never really fully answered. I like you, you knew in the back of your mind what he was going for, but he never answered the question really of why he needed to use that style. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. But so no, I do understand. I understand what you're saying, and now I, everything is, is been, <laughs> everything's crystal clear. Yeah, everything's crystal, crystal, crystal. But from the beginning, you said that you felt like the movie just didn't work for you, but you think it actually worked as a movie. And I'm not trying to change your mind, right? This is a discussion, not yes, a debate. Of but um, so I want you to give me the reason why you think it worked. Because I feel like um, most people. Not, well, a lot of people, they 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 love this. They this is like catnip. What is this 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 type of horror plus like this new? Oh, look at how crazy this is! I've never seen this be done before. But they, I feel like they weren't. They were. They okay. Maybe it wasn't working, but because I don't feel like they would. They would have seen past it. You know, I feel like this was. This is. I think. To them, I feel like this is exactly what it was going for. And Who is the them? You keep talking about the people, this. just the general people. What? 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 what if it's so the movie, the movie lovers. So, you, so you're saying for some people, you think this because you're referring people. to they. So I'm like just wondering, are you talking about the critics that liked it? Or are you talking about you yes. just think other people that go see it randomly? Talking about the critics that liked it. Talking okay. about the people who saw it but who you, loved it. You were all on board like five minutes ago because I really did love. I I I was so close to loving it. I was so close. All I need, it just, it was so rude for no reason. And I don't need that. What do you mean by it was so rude? There was no, there was, they didn't let a single person live. Or not even like, it was like the, the deaths were just so real. Like oh, it was, so like it was mean, like the movie's, like the meanness of the movie. Yes, it was like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like Halloween Kills where he, he shoots him and then blocks off or something and hits her in the head. And blocks off ricochets, ricochets off yeah so it yeah, was it wasn't it wasn't what, fun and it was just hurtful it was nihilistic also which is a modern that's what i was saying the thing that, that people the the people the critics they love the nihilisticness and i'm sure they're like oh my gosh this nihilisticness versus this super young innocent old-timey movie style is so interesting and compelling no and i think that that's the reason why 
I wanted to get into this this aspect of the movie, and we're about to have to go and give it our rating, but um, is that I think that if you just say, and I would feel the same way, if you would say we're juxtaposing the nihilism of modern horror against the innocence and happiness of a 1950s musical, put those two things together, I'd be like, I'm there yesterday. I'm yeah. watching this movie 20 times. Mm-hmm. But he never finds a way to actually put them together. And so it feels like two separate slices of you know, bread with different ingredients on them that maybe they would be good put together, but we didn't actually see them get put together. We just got to see somebody acting out a nihilistic, angry, mean, nasty, modern take on horror with the aesthetics of something else, and they never merged to me. They never made PB and J. Yeah. There was just a PB and a, and a J. J. Yeah. And I'm left in the middle, not really wanting to eat either one of those things. Yeah. Who wants to eat a jelly foldy? That actually sounds really good. <laughs> I was going to say, probably you. Um, anyway, I, I, I want to sum it up by saying that this movie is tremendously well made. I'm not saying don't watch it. I think that it's worth watching. I would love to see Ty West take another crack at doing something just like this. Because it, was, you know it I mean? was so close to being perfect. And, and it's a gorgeous movie. I think he, he nailed what he was trying to go for there. I just don't think he ever found a justification for why he was doing it other than it seemed neat. Yeah. You know? Um, and Mia Goth is really great in the movie, but I really didn't like her character at all. I found her unbearable. She's just so obviously a broken down psycho, but she also feels so sorry for herself and that's not going to make me feel sorry for her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, performance wise, everything, everything was there Every- for, for a great movie that would have been my favorite horror movie of the year. I agree. And I told like what, 10, 20 seconds in the movie. I was like, I love this movie. Yeah. And then that goodwill was definitely slowly eked away. I felt the same way. Like, I feel like I, I love the movie up until the third act. So anyway, I will um I will give this movie um let's say sixty. I'll give it uh sixty sixty dismembered corpses out of a hundred. That's really annoying because I was gonna give it a six. You you had to you had to be higher. You're the mm. one who loved it and thought it all worked. Because it looked it was so great. But I I'm just I'm trying to make my movie reviews more right on the money. Okay, you know what I mean. Let's go. We gotta go. We gotta so go. So I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it six dead gooses. So we're both giving it a six. Yeah, six and a half. There we go. Six and a half dead gooses. Well, like I said, I'm trying to be serious. All right. Well, thanks How for feel. thanks for listening to this episode of The Kid Stays in the Podcast. We're going to try and keep the horror theme going. But if you want to watch something that tries and combine the different pastiches from uh, different eras in film, I actually would think, I actually would say, check out our review of Werewolf by Night. And that's a much more fun and I would say successful blending of the genres. Should we watch X next? No, I don't want to watch it. Anyway, there you go. See you later. Bye, guys. Follow us on Instagram at the Kid in the Pick and on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Till next time. This has been a Rogue Media podcast. 